Hey everyone, welcome to I Hate This Town. We are doing a little mini solo episode today, just Owen, MJ, and producer Nick on the ones and twos. Going to be reading some local news articles from around the country and just talking about some fun, interesting stuff. No guests today, just us. (laughs) We're the the guests. We're the guests. (laughs) We're all guests. We here. haven't uh, really gotten to know you, listener. So, and you this is a more intimate us. fireside chat. <laughs> it's not really a fireside chat until one of us gets polio. I have really Oof. bad news for you guys, actually. <laughs> Scoliosis um, is pretty close. I'm getting there. I'm headed there. Gonna go see a doctor if, about that. I don't know if scoliosis <laughs> and polio could be no, considered I just, similar. I just mean like they rhyme. <laughs> the distant cousins. There's, of they polio have a lot of similar letters. It's just kind of the first two that are the problem. Uh, and okay. the ends, you know. Um, yeah. So we've I've got some I've got some stories here. We're just gonna catch up with the goings on around the. The State of the Union, if you the will. The State of Our the Union. Great country of America. We're going to check in on the local newspapers uh, um, of the United States. Yeah. So we're going to start with this news from um, Boise, Idaho, uh, which the story is not nearly as good as the headline. But the headline <laughs> is no drowning and no no COVID-19 comments and murder house stories. Um Listen, I know that uh, a lot of local newspapers have faced, you know, budget cuts, shrinking revenue, but you can't just combine multiple stories into one and slap it all in one headline. Yeah, in the age of the internet, like you have to, you've got one shot. You have, it's like you've got one chance to grab the attention of whoever's reading well this definitely grabbed my attention because no drowning is a pretty interesting headline no drowning (laughs) no drowning big updates in boise this week number Um, of days without drowning in boise idaho (laughs) yeah but so the the beginning of the article says the boise daily is here to start your weekend off right to start with some news not happening no drowning took place in the (laughs) boise river (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what it turns out happened was that some, they thought there was a drowning in the Boise River. It turns out there was not, but I'm really thrilled <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that they thought that there was no drowning in the Boise River was a good enough good enough for uh, for its own article. You know, I think there's been a lot of talk about how the news focuses on negative things to get, like, you know, viewership, right? Negative things generate more traffic, but, you know, that negatively affects all of our mental health to read bad news constantly. So more newspapers should focus on this kind of reporting so you can just open your newspaper, or, you know, you know, click on it at the beginning of the day and just see there were no self-immolations today. It's good to know. Nobody it's been, committed a double homicide today. It has today. been 10 days since any self-immolations <laughs> occurred. <laughs> Just like find a random thing that's bad but didn't happen recently and then write an article about yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds nice to me. Yeah. So sticking sticking to Idaho, um, but moving on to another story, because that one was mostly just notable <laughs> for the lack of any news. Um, a warm up, we've got a little some, appetizer. We've got some news from the Bonners Ferry Herald in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. More like Bonners Ferry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Trevor Pugh comes home to take on challenge of Wells Fargo branch manager. <laughs> Lo- local man returns to home dad. <laughs> yes, very much. Look, uh, Trevor- uh, this, I like the idea of a town that hated the, like they hated the fable of Hercules so much they were like, we want like as few labors in this town as possible. So like no challenges, but you know, we do need a bank manager. So we'll allow like some challenges. <laughs> I think it's, it's just nice that he came home. It is nice that he came home. Um, Trevor Pugh loves his hometown and wanted nothing more than to move back to Bo- Boundary County. So when he was offered the position of branch manager at the Bonners, Bonners Fa- Ferry Wells Fargo, sorry, oh my God, he knew his answer would be yes. I love the small town vibe. I love being very close to the mountains and my family is here. All right. a good reasons as any. Uh, Pugh moved to Bonners Ferry with his family when he was nine years old, homeschooled, but an active soccer player. Okay, so we've got a little bit of insight here into this guy. 
He joined the Bonners Ferry High School soccer team for all four years of his high school career, was team captain in his senior year, leading the team all the way to state. They're going to make a movie about this Hometown hero. (laughs) And he's returning. This Uh, isn't like uh, Hercules at all, Nick. This is like the Odyssey. Yeah. He's returning home, uh, and he's going to commit like a quintuple murder on his wife's suitors. uh, This is nice. The story is nice. (laughs) Wait, that's... Oh, yeah, that does happen, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Stop spoiler it. Let this for the story be the nice. <laughs> okay, he's fine. dealing with the day to day challenges of being the Wells, Fa- Wells Fargo bank manager in Boundary <laughs> Bonner Falls, Idaho. Okay, you, you keep wanting to say Boner now. I can tell. I, no, I'm so fucking hungover. The fact that I can speak at all is a goddamn fucking miracle. All right. Uh, from there, Pew received a soccer scholarship to Columbia Basin College in Pasco, Washington, where he studied computer science. During that time, he worked for Wells Fargo as a part-time teller. He enjoyed the work and the environment. Well, I would hope that is the case. They're very team-oriented. This article is long. Oh my God, <laughs> this is so long. They're very team-oriented, he said, noting that it was important to him to help his customers. I could see I was making a difference for some people in their life. He continued advancing at Wells Fargo, eventually becoming a lead teller. All of those experiences led to him securing the branch manager position, a bit of a coup for Pew, who at 24 is one of the youngest Wells Fargo branch branch managers the bank has ever had. I don't know if I'm the youngest ever, but yes, age has been a thing that's asked about me a lot, he said, but I know what I'm capable and what I'm good at. Wow, this guy is the same age as me and has accomplished more in life, so. That's not unique. No, I'm gonna go self-destruct not, but later. I think if I move back to my hometown, maybe they'll write an article about Wait, me. Can, Probably not. Well, unless you become, unless become you become the youngest <laughs> branch manager of a Wells Fargo. Um, Local man moves I, back into parents' basement. More at eleven. <laughs> Pew believes that several attributes have led to his success. My work ethic, he cited first, adding that it was a trait instilled by, in him by his parents, knowing he's always willing to work and help other people. His customer service skills came next. I really find it easy to talk to most of my customers, he said, adding that he always tries to go above and beyond. This is a job interview. He also <laughs> loves a challenge. I love getting out of my comfort zone. If I'm complacent, that means I'm not doing as much as I should be doing. This must be a really distrustful community. Like, they they must, like, really, really not, like, change. This guy is being sold so hard. Yeah, they're ecstatic that he's back this in is, town. Yeah, like, this is the most glow article I've ever read about a branch manager of a bank. Um, <laughs> they've been trying to fill the position for so long. They've been lost. <laughs> they really haven't had a branch manager in so long. They're so happy he's back. Pew acknowledged his time as captain of the soccer team, adding that it was mentioned when he was offered the position. Being able to be a team captain really shows that you need to lead by example and do what your team is expecting you to do. He knows he has this work cut out for him. It's a lot to balance. Definitely a lot of work, but it's a challenge I'm up for, he said. I'm overly grateful to have this opportunity. It feels really good. Now that he's back in Bonner's Ferry, he and his wife, his high school sweetheart, are looking to buy a house and start a family. Yes. (laughs) We love to see Kings doing great. Wow. This man is definitely very religious. Yeah. Well, like, obviously. Yeah, he's homeschooled. I'm actually a little bit surprised he doesn't, like, you know, give like a shout out to God <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Thank you for, you know, all you've done. For me. Mormon yeah. plan. Yeah. He to- could, he could very well be Mormon. Idaho is Mormon country. Yeah. This is a fairly Mormon. But he was homeschooled. I feel like homeschooling isn't a thing. Most Mormons. Do. Two, really? so two, two things. One, I like the line of, um, uh, it, him being soccer team captain mentioned, like it was mentioned when like when he got times. the interview, like when he got the interview, being able to be a team captain and exhibit those skills and leadership really sets you apart from the rest of the competition. It just cuts to him like punt, like drop punting, uh, like computer <laughs> tower. I wonder if if like he had to air like getting to know you, you know, ads on the local TV channel like a politician did. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, anyway, this article is still not fucking over, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Pete looks forward to bringing his flavor of customer service to the Wells Fargo branch. I want to help the community any way I can and impart a willingness to help every customer in his team. He doesn't use his hands. That's his flavor of customer service. It's those soccer <laughs> skills coming to the fore again. Oh, I thought you were saying he just does everything with his mouth. <laughs> sexy, sexy Wells Fargo. Oh. <laughs> um, what that mouth do, Mr. Pugh? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> No matter what the future brings, he's here to stay. I'm very happy to be here, he concluded. Wells Fargo is located at 6764 Main Street. This native advertising? <laughs> it just ends with pull up. Uh, no, literally. No, it does. It's like, here's where you can find the Wells Fargo. There's a photo accompanying this. Um, that is, It's just like a photo of a very nice, normal young man. Yeah. The nice guy. So this one, this one, this, the, we're going to, we're going to move, we're going to move to Pennsylvania, um, Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, Lehigh Valley Alive. Um, and this one, this one really ricochets back on you a little bit. The headline, <laughs> the headline really. <laughs> this starts Dudes Rock and it does, it not, does end not end Dudes, dudes Rock. Dudes Rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the headline? No, no. You'll see. All right. Rosetto man wearing towel, carrying open beer in Target. Hell yeah. Dudes rock. Hell yeah. Exposes himself to child (laughs) after leaving the store. Police say, dudes do not rock. No more rocking. (laughs) A 51-year-old Rosetto man who is wearing a towel instead of pants last Friday, (laughs) carrying an open beer in the Target in Lower Nazareth Township, removed the towel after leaving the store, exposing himself to a nine-year-old girl, her father, and employees. Colonial Regional Police report. (laughs) So, so, okay. It wasn't explicitly like... I don't... So far, it doesn't sound like... He was trying to expose himself to the child. He just didn't care who was being exposed well, to He was him. like, okay, I'm out of the store. Don't need this anymore. And I'm done. Joseph. Oh, my God. Okay. Joseph J. Ponnet thir- the third of the five at of the 500 block of Liberty Avenue was carrying a handful of clothing as well as a can of Foster's oh, just yeah. after 1 p.m. The fact PM. that the can of Foster's, that rocks. <laughs> just after 1 p.m. <laughs> when Target security... I'm going to need to know which day of the week it was at 1 p.m. before I make a judgment call on this. Last Friday. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> when Target security stopped him in the store due to the open container of alcohol, not the towel, <laughs> um, a swearing pundit told security that he had no money and intended to take the clothes. <laughs> oh no, he was just like wandering around the store with a bunch of clothes, wearing a ta- like that he had taken from Target. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna. Oh, these? I'm not buying these. I'm just gonna take them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sir, you can't have an open container in here. <laughs> <laughs> One. Crime at a time. We'll work <laughs> through this as we go. Jesus Christ. Pana gave back the clothes and left the store, putting the beer well, down nice on, him. <laughs> on one of the ball, cement balls out front, police say. As he walked by the child and her father, Ponnet pulled off the towel and was only wearing a light colored t shirt, police said. He was within eight feet of the child, police said. Damn, this article is really poorly written. An 18-year-old female female Target employee and the security official also saw upon it as he tied the towel around his neck, picked up the beer, <laughs> mumbled something, and walked towards his car. Wait, he came in a car? <laughs> police said. Very cool. There are photos and videos of the incident, police said. Okay, I'm so sick of hearing what the police... Every single sentence so far ends in, in this like block of text ends with police said. Uh Using that in the car registration. First of all, it should be police alleged. This man has not been convicted (laughs) yet. Exactly. Pana was arraigned Thursday before District Judge John Copabianco on charges of indecent exposure, open lewdness, and public drunkenness and housed in Northampton County Prison in lieu of $10,000 bail records show. Free my guy. His (laughs) preliminary hearing is is tentatively scheduled 1.30 p.m. September 17th records show. Court papers do not list an attorney for Pana. Jesus. Not after our GoFundMe is set up. Okay, you're right. (laughs) We will be acquiring legal representation (laughs) for him. <laughs> gonna have to get shocks in here um to, to, to uh it, it i i think it like i agree it seems like it seems like he exposed like the exposure to child was just like 
It was he just fucking yeah. pulled off the towel, and there was a I child would, there. I like, would like to know why he needed the towel to come from around his waist to around his neck. He was superhero shit, the, man. You know. Suit yeah, he was gonna fly away back to his fucking car that he drove <laughs> there in. That part I can't get Would over. Also Maybe love he just to likes driving in the car. <laughs> Maybe he like he just likes his, his butt on that the hot summer <laughs> like the, leather the f- feel of my balls on leather. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna move. We're gonna move to a state that we cannot. We couldn't possibly not take just a just a brief detour right if you're doing a roundup of stories like this you gotta go here we're going to florida baby it's florida time florida congressional candidate says rival threatened life probably uh, st petersburg, i believe him yeah. <laughs> st petersburg florida oh, trial no. yeah baby trial testimony shows a former political rival of a republican florida congressional candidate made repeated threats to take her out Wait, okay i gotta say it's cool that it's a democrat making the threats I don't know. You I would, think it's you also would a Republican. Think it would go the other. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Oh, this both. is like a Rand Paul neighbor situation. I think this of. is a Rand Paul neighbor situation. Oh, that's a shame. Um, trial testimony shows a former political rival of a Republican Florida congressional candidate made repeated threats to take her out, even claiming he could summon a supposed Russian and Ukrainian hit squad to kill her. The testimony- I didn't know Azov Battalion came to Florida. But <laughs> <laughs> like a direct flight from St. Petersburg to. <laughs> To St. Petersburg? Yeah. <laughs> it's called the St. Petersburg Express. <laughs> um, the testimony came Tuesday in a stalking case against former GOP candidate William Braddock, brought by the candidate Anna Paulina Luna. Luna, th- that is a sick fucking name. Yeah, uh, is. Luna says she was horrified after learning of the threats through several acquaintances who had communicated with Braddock, who quit his 2021 congressional campaign in July. Luna is again seeking the District 13 seat, being vacated by Democrat Charlie Crist, who is running for governor and will lose. Um, anyway, that is a short one, but whew, what a journey. I would love, it would be so nice if they could detail these a little bit more. Well, you know, like anyone can make a death threat. The question is, is it credible? And I would love to know if this guy was like naming names of who he's going to get to fly down from Ukraine. This isn't a this isn't like a a silly story, but this was actually this is something that actually surprised me. Uh, uh, I have family that lives in Florida and like my grandparents do. And uh, one of their local like pay small papers did a piece on their town's uh old uh dog racing track and gambling center that is now just like destitute and it was it might have been like several years old when i read it but it was like a really good piece on the woman who like took care of all of the racing dogs and like how she cared for them and like all the like what their routine was and i was honestly really fucking surprised for it being a place out of florida and a story showing that like as much compassion i need to find it a, a story about florida where the animals are taken care of and like an actual, <laughs> comp- suffer uh, there's actual and die compassion by the end of the article yeah yeah, yeah. So, so something that I did find as I was looking through all these articles is that there is a, there is a crisis. There is a crisis striking America's schools. Uh, it is some TikTok challenge that involves people doing oh, property wow. damage to bathrooms. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are articles from every fucking paper in the country on this fucking TikTok shit. We should what have someone's called? mom they're on called, the podcast uh, as a guest. They're called uh, something licks. Uh, devious lick. It's called a devious lick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nick, I, I thought it, you were making that up. What the hell no, is it? No, it's real. No. It, yeah, so I found... I, so, uh, peeling peeling back the curtain a little bit, just exposing ourselves outside of a Target in uh, Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> I don't an, endorse this. To an 18-year-old female Target employee. No, insecure. no I would like to get off this, this segue. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I looked through, I, I found this website that, like, indexes, you know, local papers, and I was looking through a bunch of them, you know, kind of going state by state, and um, I found hundreds of this exact article about this devious licks thing so i'm gonna read the one from nebraska from carney nebraska excuse me i'm sorry carney nebraska 
Kearney? Carney? Kearney? Oh, I was just hoping it was called like... But it would be really funny if it was Kearney, It was called like Kearney, parentheses, derogatory, Nebraska. Like... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just a place where a bunch of circus people settled down, made a life for themselves. It's where they make them. So this article begins, the student opens up a backpack and pulls out a dripping soap dispenser. In the video posted online, the student then zooms in on the logo printed on the dispenser, Omaha Public Schools. At school districts across the state and nation, students have been stealing such item as soap dispensers toilet, and toilet seats and posting videos about it to the social media platform, TikTok. The videos are posted online in what is known as the Devious Licks Challenge. <laughs> God, I'm so glad social media didn't exist when I was in high school. Typically, the videos show students removing the items they have taken from school out of their backpacks. Locally, students and school officials say they have have noticed missing soap dispensers, toilet seats, hand dryers, fire extinguisher, a clock, erasers, cords, markers, and even an attempted sink theft. Okay, that's cool. Erasers is, 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 that's bitch shit. That's lame. Yeah, that doesn't count. Come on. Um, Other students have now started posting TikToks of trash bathrooms or missing soap dispensers in their plea to get fellow students to stop participating in the challenge cop shit cop shit (laughs) fuck that cop shit (laughs) rebecca kleeman a spokeswoman for millard public schools said dozens of soap dispensers have been taken from middle and high schools in the district someone also tried to take a mirror Kleeman said, i know right kleeman said that while students may see it as a social media challenge it's property damage yeah, those that things is frequently fucking, overlap, actually. Yeah, it's the fucking point. <laughs> when it happens, we investigate it, and students face consequences and restitution. We don't just let it go. We chase it. These are children. Kalimas said the district has plenty of soap dispensers and hand sanitizer to replace the missing items. So then what's the fucking problem here, bitch? <laughs> Along with being exceedingly immature, they're children. (laughs) They are, by definition, not mature. They're high school students. Oh, God. Oh, God. The soft paint on their brains has just closed. What are you talking about? By the time you get to be a sophomore, they're like, why aren't you a productive member of society? Why aren't you a productive member of society? (laughs) Like, immediately, that's what everyone's like. my fucking dick, Rebecca Kleenan. starts. I hope she doesn't hear this. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nice. Kleeman said the thefts are frustrating for the district's hardworking custodial staffers who've been working to keep the schools clean during the pandemic. That is that is fair. Custodial staff. Well, this just sounds like the students engaging in a make work program for the custodial staff. I think the custodial staff would have some work to do That's without probably the assistant, true. without some additional. Assistant. <laughs> Again, I cannot stress this. Out. These are teenagers. They are the most disgusting. Like. <laughs> Like just homunculi, <laughs> lurching around making liquids and like <laughs> slimes and oozing on things. My man Koozie sitting on the couch. She wants to eat the Koozie no slouch. She says, "Come on, baby, I wanna sell you my crack." The Koozie's getting hot. She wants some action in the sack. Okay, so leaving leaving now. This article is incredibly long. I'm not going to go into it, but basically, there is a there is the identical video and article are available in your local paper. Um, there is a moral panic about toilet crimes. Um, That's honestly less fun than prior moral panics like rainbow parties and stuff like that that's at least like more interesting and sensationalist than just oh everybody's dispenser i found i found easily like 20 incidents of that exact same article um so uh this is not news i just thought that this was an interesting mashup of article headlines covid numbers flattened in nebraska will the trend hold and then right below it it says death from west nile virus reported in (laughs) eastern nebraska out of the frying pan into the fire yeah um so i have a feeling that this is going to become a um recurring a recurring what does it take a recurring visit 
to um, this this little section right here. So I actually became aware of the Flathead Beacons police monitor or police blotter because I have friends who live in the fat, Flathead Valley in Montana. And they were featured in it? No. Uh, <laughs> they will post pictures of it from the newspaper when they get it and like when it's pretty good. Okay. So uh, we're going to the Flathead Beacon police blotter. For Sunday, September twelfth. Why is there? Why is the header? Oh, we know. Four oh seven a.m. A car was driving slowly. Six forty-six a.m. A gentleman was breaking into hotel rooms. Twelve twenty-five p.m. Multiple adults who were riding BMX bikes in the skate park were aware bikes are not allowed in the skate park. <laughs> One twenty-one p.m. Someone did not want to report their kids' graffiti. <laughs> An honor system thing. <laughs> we're doing awareness reporting. They were aware. Oh, they were aware. All right, those bikes weren't allowed in there, but they were doing it anyway. They were doing it anyway. We're doing it live. That's uh, it. Three three thirty four p.m. Someone was con- someone was concerned. A woman flying two drones was causing nearby houses was casing nearby houses, despite the drones being flown in an area that had no houses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 10.22 p.m. Two bears that were in an apartment parking lot appeared unable to find the exit. That's got to happen a lot in Montana. <laughs> well, no, they were trying to find their car first, obviously. <laughs> uh, 11.25 p.m. A man yelled, I don't like you anymore at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and just Did anyone record that? Because that's, you know, taking place in Nebraska. That's a good intro to a Midwest emo song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, and just another one, just just another one as a treat. 11.34 a.m. This is for September 11th. Never forget. Uh, the 20th anniversary of September 11th at 11.34 a.m. A deer was stuck in a fence. This is a, a metaphor for something. 1.06 p.m. Throw a grenade and take him out were heard on a 911 call, but it was just someone playing video games. Hell yeah. <laughs> 2.36 p.m. Someone stole a knickknack. <laughs> <laughs> well... So- what? Wait, 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 like wait, wait, what, what we, do, well, okay, is there like a different reporting, is it a different level of misdemeanor or felony if it's a bobble instead of a knickknack no. or a souvenir I, perhaps? Maybe it was stolen from a knickknack shop. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. S- so. A bol- large I, boulder the size of a medium boulder. <laughs> a bobble in the variety of a knickknack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to go back and, and. And explore something. Um, what nine one one call is happening? Where in the background you hear someone playing a video game where they say "throw a grenade at him." Officer, he was screen cheating. <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> is someone like having a seizure in the background, or like having a heart attack, and someone's calling to get them help, and someone is continuing to play to video play games? Fucking like CS:GO, probably. Is someone like yeah? Is someone like blackout, and there's just people at the party still playing their arena shooter? Grandpa's Grandpa's having a heart attack, but the neat grandson <laughs> in the corner is playing Counter Strike. Grandpa's yes. having a heart attack because this Quake Four tournament I put on. At my grandparents' house, just got him so stoked, and I he wouldn't want me to stop playing. He wanted me to keep going. I'm doing so good. Like, oh my god, this is a. I know there is there is a lot of this where I do wish there was more context, but I do enjoy the lack of context. You could just go to these and write. A, like a TV skit show. You just extrapolate. <laughs> you could try to write a single please. story that ties all of these events together. That would actually be very fun. That would be a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. So 6.24 p.m. Someone was shooting off rockets, not fireworks, at a nearby soccer field. <laughs> okay. That's okay. cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, 6.46 p.m. Three black bears foraging in an orchard were causing a traffic jam. Wait, why was there that traffic was through fault. the orchard? <laughs> There's a lot of questions I have. Maybe people were stopping to, like, watch them. Yeah, that's... I would, too. Yeah. That sounds really cute. Yeah. <laughs> were they, like, on each other's backs to reach the to reach the? Oh, apples? my God. I hope so. Oh, my God. You think about that? It's so it's cute. so adorable. Um, 10.42 p.m. Youths were... Dra- youths were dragging an electric shopping car behind their car. What? Electric shopping cart? Oh, yeah. Like an, the, they have an electric... Oh, like the mobile... The mobile yeah, like oh, the yeah, like a mobility scooter. Yeah. 
Do you uh, think they were like drifting it behind the car? That, that'd, that'd be, be pretty cool. sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty all right. Uh, 10.43 p.m. A dog that had been barking was continuing to bark. <laughs> dog update, it's still there. <laughs> no drownings in Boise River for 10 whole days. Lo- lo- local town records no drownings. Local man returns to hometown. Local dog continues to bark. <laughs> No news today. More 20, at 11. 24 hours in America. <laughs> Have you guys um, seen the... There's an adult swim bump there where this guy... There's this, there's this couple just laying out on like... It's just an animation. It's this couple laying out by their pool and there's a duck floating in the pool. It's just called They Got a Duck in the Pool. And this guy walks up and goes... <laughs> what in the hell? They got a duck in their pool. They got a duck in somebody's pool right there. Okay, you don't give a damn? Neither do I. But somebody's gonna come and they're gonna see that duck in that pool. They got a duck in that pool. And that's the bug. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. Dog, dog, still barking. Dog is <laughs> still barking. barking. I know. I, I can imagine that 911 call too. It was just like some old fucking person who was like, this dog won't stop barking and it's still barking. And they're like, what do you want us to do right, about that? Like, stop the that dog exactly. from barking. Yeah. Kramer keeps walking in your front door and going, hey, guys, uh, anyone need an update on that dog? It's uh... Uh, still barking. <laughs> still barking. <laughs> okay, uh, what else we got? So uh, I, I didn't read this because it was behind a paywall. Um, and also, I wouldn't want to click on it anyway. But let's not continue producing articles like this any longer. What it's like to visit Paris as a vaccinated American during COVID. Who fucking cares? Shut up. This is just a. This is just the next evolution of you know what I did on my year abroad. Well, there was also a version of this that was like how to travel as an unvaccinated person. <laughs> like, who? <laughs> Shut up! D- don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah, Ugh, get vaccinated. Um, this this I thought was very funny. I want. Okay, not nearly enough papers in the United States of America are providing this vital service. Which is oh yes, hell yeah! How how to manually install Windows 10 updates? <laughs> <laughs> and I really can't say enough about how uh, more newspapers need to teach the elderly of America how to manually install Windows 10 updates. All right, uh, as we close Lightning in round. on Moving this, on. we are in. The Western Pennsylvania Roundup. Right, we're coming home, baby. Oh yeah, we're managing a Wells Fargo. We are managing a Wells Fargo in Bonnersbury. Nick, putting uh, "Coming Home" by Nelly, please. Wait, that wasn't Nelly. That was PD. God damn it. Nick, cut that part. <laughs> Nick, don't cut that part. Um, all right, Western <laughs> PA Roundup. Farm show return to in person and in beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Give that writer a raise. This is for the Green County Observer Reporters. Covers Washington County, Green County, and the Mon Valley. Uh, the Pennsylvania Farm Show will return to an in-person and in-beast format for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they let the people back but not the animals because they haven't been vaccinated yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> the theme will be Harvest More, which Redding pointed out is a natural progression from the theme of the January 2021 virtual virtual event cultivating tomorrow you imagine a virtual farm show (laughs) up next just clicking through a slideshow up next wheat it's it's literally just a farming simulator server it's just they just all log into a farming simulator that would be good that would would be kind of all right yeah actually so um uh this now this what i'm about to say will make 
not only well we'll make owen want to attend the pennsylvania farm show oh yeah let's do it 2022 show will include a return of the thousand pound butter sculpture the farm show food court bunny hopping and sheep sharing competitions there will also be cooking demonstrations and hands-on agriculture education opportunities and chances to engage with people directly involved in pennsylvania's 132.5 billion dollar agriculture industry that's a flex they're flexing right there fuck yeah Virtual events from January give, will it, return. Hold on, let's give it up for Pennsylvania's one hundred thirty-two point five billion dollar agriculture industry. Woo! <laughs> Here at the put the applause. Uh, I hate this town. Uh, just cool person, people, guy thing awards. Uh, we'd like to give this award to the Pennsylvania agricultural industry. One hundred thirty-two point five billion dollar. Agriculture industry, everyone. It's just like one we of those JD Power Associates. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, virtual events from January will return, including the Butter Up competition, <laughs> Duckling and Beehive live cams that rips, uh, Ag Explorer stations, and the PA Farm Show Trail. This sounds so nice. I know. So anyway, can we go? Yeah, we can go. It will be. When is it? Um, it's gonna be. January 8th to 15th at the Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. Wow. This is, this is so nice. I, I want to see the butter cow. I do want to see the butter cow. Uh, that all sounds right. cool. Moving, moving to Elwood City. <laughs> this column. This is a column. We got an opinion <laughs> column, folks. Charlotte Latvala. Shift in garbage day throws off week. I love this. Um, you I'm know what, Charlotte? Here, um, that would fuck with me, too. Hey, that would that would mess with me. I would I would have a bad day because of that probably. This woman's picture looks as though she's constantly being just disappointed and inconvenienced. This, this woman, I I can say this publicly because I I'm you know fairly confident she won't ever hear this. The picture of this woman looks like my landlord, who is thrown off by changes in garbage days and is upset about it regularly. So it's a type. It is a type. Well, so here we go. We're going to hear what Charlotte has to say about moving the trash day. I'm sitting here on my deck trying to work, listening to the rum, rum, rum of garbage trucks lumbering around that my neighborhood. Garbage trucks do be gone. Rum, rum, rum. rum, rum. rum. <laughs> it's Saturday morning. The wheels on the, the wheels truck on the rum, 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 rum. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> it's Saturday morning. There shouldn't be garbage trucks around. It should be quiet and peaceful. Just me and the birds and normal highway noise. Very peaceful. And the airplanes and loud blasts for barges or whatever they are on the river. Yeah, it sounds fucking goddamn pastoral, Charlotte. <laughs> this is a neighbor this is a place where like I have been multiple times because I have a friend who lives in Elwood City uh, or outside of Elwood City. Where do you not have a friend that lives? Many places. <laughs> um popular but, guy MJ. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Continuing. <laughs> People want to know me, fish fear me, or whatever. Um uh but anyway, this is a t- this is a place that has a gas station that is also a grocery store that also has like gambling machines in it. Oh, I deliver beer to one of those places. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they definitely sell illegal guns too. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead, it's all air brakes and engine rumble and the sound of the garbage men who <laughs> seem like remarkably cheerful people. God bless them, shouting to each other <laughs> like that. At 7 right, well, that's sweet. <laughs> Garbage day was supposed to be yesterday, Friday, but it was a holiday weekend and they're running a day behind. And that is a reasonable, no big deal thing. The real travesty here is that a couple of months ago, without so much of a, are you okay with this? They permanently changed our garbage day. Let that sink in. They changed our garbage day and not just a little. Owen, do you understand the gravity of this? Well, are you going to reveal? It jumped from Monday to Friday. Unbelievable. God. We need to oust this fascist city council immediately. (laughs) After 20 years, after two decades of hearing a little ding, 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 get the garbage out or get one of the kids to do it in my brain late Sunday afternoon, I instead have the unsettled feeling that something is wrong and I can't put my finger on it all week long. Well, this would mess, this would fuck with your, like... Your plans for the weekend, you know, like Sunday, you're wrapping up, you take the garbage out before you go to bed. Instead, now I'm trying to have like a Thursday night out or something, get a little early start on the weekend. Instead, I got to worry about taking the garbage out. It's like an all evening ordeal. Yeah, it takes five minutes. That is, I got to block off time in my schedule (laughs) for that. Do you understand? 
Or you could do what I do, which is wake up, hear the garbage trucks coming, run downstairs and take the garbage out as they're on my street because I forgot to do it the night before. Never in a million years will I be awake enough for that. Some of us are just At better. That than, some time, of us are just better than others. Well, one of us is not forgetting to take our garbage. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your garbage men hate you, MJ. Um, with garbage Monday, with Monday garbage pickup, we started the week clean and fresh, having gotten rid of all the moldy cheese and cat litter and yogurt containers. I feel like we toss out a week's worth of mental baggage too. Now I have to carry all this junk, literal and figurative, through the work week. Why are you carrying your trash around? <laughs> It's freaking me out, and I'm not alone. I hate it, said one of my neighbors. I'm completely discombobulated on Monday. Same, said another friend down the street. Survey of my friends and immediate neighbors <laughs> says that this is wildly unpopular. This is so nice. This is just a nice article. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> Everyone it's at the Monday... Just- trashers anonymous meeting holding oh huge piles of garbage being like this, is this fucked up to you this is fucked up to me i have to hold <laughs> all this up. shit um, just- it's not just the routine well maybe it is the routine at the very least it's the fact that every week i forget the garbage day is now friday i wake up and hear the trucks and an unpleasant jolt of adrenaline shoots into my toes i leap out of bed without bothering to feed the cat or put socks on i race outside and haul garbage cans to the curb like i'm hurrying to dispose of a body charlotte <laughs> Get yourself together. (laughs) Hold on. You just described doing the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not writing about it in the newspaper. I'm talking about it on a podcast. You should see the city paper. That no one listens to. (laughs) No one's going to hear me talk about what a giant piece of shit I am. What do you think, like, the average, like, page views on the Elwood City Ledger is? What do you think the reach of this op-ed is? I'm going to tell you more than our podcast. More than our podcast. Yeah, there are definitely more clicks on this article. I've also now read this article all the way through at least three times. <laughs> um, I now wonder, I do wonder how fragile my mental state is if I can be completely clone, thrown off by a simple change in a weekly routine. <laughs> And I know I'm fucking losing it. (laughs) I know. I know. This is the very definition of a first world problem. We have a weekly affordable garbage pickup. We don't need to haul it to the dump or burn it in the wood pile. We are lucky to have so much garbage in the first place. It indicates a standard of living that most of the rest of the world doesn't have. I know I'm fortunate to even count this as a problem, but you know what? Garbage day should still be Monday. <laughs> Speak on it, Charlotte. <laughs> that is Charlotte. Talk with your chest. You tell them. <laughs> you tell them. Um, Don't you all carry right. all the garbage through the week starting on Tuesday anyway? <laughs> I mean. Listen, Nick. Listen. <laughs> yeah, you would just you would just be accumulating trash throughout the whole week. It's like it's like Aziz Ansari says in Parks and Rec. Uh Friends are temporary, but trash is permanent. Tra- trash is going to be with you forever, Charlotte. I'm sorry. Uh, that is true, Charlotte. You are. It's going to be trash day on gonna, Friday for the rest of your fucking way. life. <laughs> God damn so, it, Owen. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, we. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Elwood City Ledger here because it is just hit after hit they have a, after hit. A roster of shooters and they're all <laughs> 60 years old. <laughs> this is another column, another opinion column. Louise Carroll voices Carrie from the tote bag, and then there's a picture of Louise Carroll who is just an old white lady. <laughs> she looks very nice. My random thoughts column is putting together the bits and pieces of things I read, see, or hear, and just have to share. I understand that what is significant to me may not resonate with you, but hopefully some things will. I am not starting this column with a random thought, but rather something that happened to me. Oh, but I can't make it into right the column the because this is the only time I have heard voices in my car. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Before my vacation, I went to Tim Hunter hunter brothers coffee for some special coffee to share at my family reunion as i got in the car at my house i could faintly hear voices i opened the car door because i thought it was outside but it was inside of the car the radio and cd player were not on but i turned the radio off and just because i couldn't think of anything else to do when i turned on my cd player and it easily covered up 
and it easily covered up the faint voices. What? When I got there, Tim wasn't in, but Darius was handling the office. I had never met Darius before, but he seemed very nice. And so I told him that my radio was playing in my car, even though it wasn't on. He didn't blink an eye. When I asked him to go out to my car and check it out, he came right along. Wish I knew what he was thinking. <laughs> Dar- this is bulleted, by the way. Uh, Darius this is <laughs> long as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Darius got in the car, closed the door, and listened. Then I saw him pick up my tote bag, which was laying on the seat and holding it up to his ear. He opened the door and told me that the voices were coming in from my tote bag, which is where I carry my recorder and everything I need to do my radio show, L Word, on WXC. No, L World. L World. L Word. L Word would actually, that implies some more interesting things. L World. L World is great, though. WXCD 107.3. Obviously, I had inadvertently turned on the recorder while loading the bag but the sounds were so faint i couldn't recognize the voices oh honestly if i ever hear voices again i will first check my tote bag i recommend you do the same i felt really stupid but i kept my cool and thanked darius for solving the mystery the good news is that i wasn't imagining voices and darius got a good story to tell his friends this is a good story i want to hear darius side of this i know um local area man disgruntled representation Moving on to Louise's uh, random thoughts here. Life is an adventure in forgiveness. Norman Cousins. Uh, Bob Morabito liked my gangster shootout story that happened on the north side in the early 1940s. He said, I first heard about it from my father's friend, Jimmy Pasta. Come on. Come on. When he told me, I thought he had made it up to entertain me. When my father told me it actually happened, I was shocked. Jimmy was, of course was very small stature but clearly very brave i saw him differently after that it always amazes me what capable what people are capable of when faced with adversity the adversity she's talking about is being Being italian american being named jimmy pasta (laughs) yeah that guy must have had it rough how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives there are shelves loaded with products designed to slow down the aging process. It is just too late for me. Aging overtook me Christ. sometime please, in my please. 70s, and it is relentless. Jesus. <laughs> That's rough. Um, the biggest lie you tell yourself is, I don't need to write that down. I'll remember it. It is a great time of year with flowers blooming, tomato plants growing, vacations, getting together, and enjoying getting out. But... And there's always a but. I don't like the hot weather. I know there is no use to complain, so I'm just mentioning it. I don't have air conditioning, so my fans have become my daily companions. Uh, The simplest questions are the most profound. Where were you born? Where is your home? Where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you in my house? (laughs) Think about these things once in a while and watch your answers changed. Richard Bach, writer, 1936. Good grief. He is nearly as old as I am. (laughs) And girl rules. I know. And Louisa's final thought. What wisdom can you find that is greater than kindness? Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Okay. I got to say, this is like, there's a very subtle, like, this column is all just her random thoughts, but every other one contains some sort of like veering into like talking about her age or her mortality so it's like a really good glimpse into someone's mind who's just like oh these are the things i think about uh throughout the day dying getting old (laughs) other people who are dead now and are almost as old as i am being (laughs) hot yeah so we are gonna we're gonna close her out with a a beautiful little piece of news here from Pittsburgh's own WPXI Channel 11 News. Resident dirtbag news station. It's true. They suck. Uh, This story is nice, though. Retired Fayette County man tackles trash. Makes us proud to be from Pittsburgh. Aww. Litter on the roads is a common sight, but one Fayette County man refuses to allow it in his community. Tony Whipke, 71, frequently walks around a busy road leading leading to the small town of Dunbar. He picks up garbage several times a month for three to four hours at a time. It all started as a way to pass the time during lunch breaks when he worked for PennDOT many years ago. When I retired, I thought I would just keep doing it as long as I'm able. Since 2013, that's what I've been doing, said Whipke. 
Despite having both knees and one hip replaced, Wibke continues his passion to keep the roads clean. What a tank. I know. I hobble around, but I won't quit. If I see it trashed up, I do it again, and it reflects well on your town, he said. For his efforts, Wibke received an award from the borough. A new hip. A new hip. <laughs> his fourth <Jeez>. new hip. <laughs> Tony is the kind of guy every neighbor would like to have. You need a hand? You call Tony. He's more than willing to help you out, said Dunbar County Council President Robert Grover. Whipkey would like more people to think before they litter. I have a five-year-old grandson, and he said, Pappy, God would be really angry if he's seen all the trash being thrown out on his earth. And I know, I, because he told me last night in a <laughs> dream I had. <laughs> he was carrying a towel and wearing he was carrying a bunch of clothes oh, and a fosters right. around a target. That's the Pappy. second Pappy. time. <laughs> second Pappy, callback. God appeared to me last night. Hey, you know, in the story about the guy with the fosters, he sets it down, but they make sure to say that he picked it back up again. So he did not litter. And they took it back into his car with him. <laughs> yes, and yeah, you know, in his naked lower torso. Anyway, and I thought you mean to tell me that a five-year-old boy understands this, but grown people do not understand that throwing out litter is not a good thing. He said, "That's sweet." And so yeah. that is why we are giving Tony Whipke, seventy-one-year-old man with multiple joints replaced, our Pittsburgh Good Citizen <laughs> Award. This is We're, the I Hate This Town. The I Hate This Town, town. Pittsburgh Good Citizen <laughs> Award. We are giving him this the that gold that hip of the, <laughs> the gold hip of the city. Uh. Has it become national news yet that a fucking bald eagle escaped from our zoo? Yeah, Nick, did you hear about this? It's not a bald no. eagle, first of all. It's a stellar no. sea eagle. Oh, who fucking cares? I, no, it's important. God uh, unfortunately, woke up today and found out that uh, early yesterday morning, a pipeline burst off the coast of Orange County, Huntington Beach, and 126,000 gallons of oil have spilled into the surrounding coastline so Ooh, i've been following wow. that so and here's, here's that's where rough, we're gonna, but if we gonna end, play a bunch of like well, cheers and no i was I, gonna say that's rough but if we end it here we can outro on moon over moran nice Section of the sand is based off 